Louise It to Beaver. Starring Louise Gasman and John Richardson as the co-host. Hey, hey, boys and girls and everything in between. It's me, Louise, and my co-host... John. And you're listening to Louise It to Beaver. That's right, everyone. It is your favorite podcast about America's favorite family, the Cleavers. Uh, this the show is obviously Leave It to Beaver. You m- would be crazy if you didn't figure that out just by like looking at the title of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we break down every episode of Leave It to Beaver through a 2018 slash 2019 lens. It's the future, baby. It's the future. Also, who doesn't love a recap show about a show that's been on 50 years ago? It's, I mean, I'm all about them. Me too. Yeah, it's like, is anyone talking about the Munsters? I'd like to know it could what, be our, what's going on with those guys. Could be our next pod. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway, this uh, this episode that we're talking about is... Season one, episode 18. The episode title is Child Care. It first aired on February 7th, 1958. And this is what we're going to talk about. <laughs> okay, full disclosure. We've already recorded this episode. We and did. there was uh, a little bit of a snafu with some of the audio. So we are re recording it. So we. This uh, time's going to be better, though. Oh, this time is absolutely going to be better. Should we just jump right in? Yeah. uh, So, TV Guide versus John and Louise? Yeah, that's our first segment. TV Guide says of this episode, The Cleaver Brothers babysitting charge locks herself in the bathroom and refuses to come out. And that is a... I mean, it's accurate. It's not telling too much... It's really I, I don't not know telling almost I, anything. <laughs> right, but you know, it's enticing enough. Plus also it's like how many shows were airing at the same time while this episode was airing? Like three. So uh, it's kind of like, hey, there's a new episode of Leave It to Beaver. They babysit. You'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um my episode description synopsis was oh, put in I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you, but because we've recorded before, I'm gonna interrupt you. Why don't I go first? Because yours is like a one sauce, amazing, and mine is kind of eh. So we'll end on a better note <laughs> if I go first. Okay, wait. Okay, so then uh, okay. I said, the boys get duped into babysitting for the Wilsons. Pudding is a bit of a nightmare. Benji is the best, and we meet Pete. <laughs> Pete. Pete. Uh. Which we'll get into in a, in a few moments is a very exciting character to meet, and it really flushes flushes out. Have we had sure. this discussion before? Fleshes out versus flushes out. Oh no! It's obviously flushes, right? I, I my mind is like going completely crazy town right now. But anyway, it really brings the auxiliary firehouse to life. Sure does. I like yeah. it because for anyone who's listened to previous episodes, it it may it's a it's a an environment that I question that 
it's an auxiliary firehouse, which means probably not active, yet they show up when there's a thing? Well, we'll get to that in okay. a little bit. Yeah. So uh, my synopsis is, put in is a dish best served cold on this episode of Leave it to Beaver. When Ward overboasts about his parenting prowess, the boys get stuck with the responsibility of a four-year-old terror named, you guessed it, Puddin. Love it. <laughs> the best of the best is what I work with. Oh, boy. In you old-time TV. Me. You flatter me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, this episode launches into a snippet from a scene where we are with Gus's co-worker at the auxiliary fire department, the aforementioned Pete. And uh, he's on the phone with Wally, who's asking about getting a kid out of a bathroom since firemen gets, gets cats out of firemen get cats out of trees. And he's like, yeah, sure, we can get a kid out of a bathroom. And he's like, how about two? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, what is that? What's going to happen? What does that mean? Who is the second child? Who is this first child? I know, because you think Wally and Beaver are the ones making the call. And there's yeah, no phone in the bathroom. They're not in a bathroom. They're, like, at the top of the stairs. I think that's where What's the phone is over on? there. In the <laughs> most logical place for the phone to be. Yeah, I don't know. In a hallway well, at the top I, of the stairs. I will say this. So, at my house, there is a little kind of landing area at the top of the stairs and there is an old phone jack there. It's not Whoa. like the kind of phone jack that you would see, I don't know, from the 70s on. Like, it's the house is built in the late 20s, and it's kind of like, uh, it's, yeah, it's a phone jack, but it is certainly not of, I mean, it's, it's weird even to say, like, the present time, because no one has landlines anymore. No. But this is, uh, yeah. Pre- I sort of feel like the most logical place for a phone is a kitchen. Yes. Well, you and I probably grew up with like the main phone being in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Yeah. Uh it's kind of the hub of the house. There is another phone jack one of the modern era in uh part of my kitchen. So that does that does make it sense. There's also one water. in the living room. The Oh, yeah, living this, room. This house, there's also one in one of the bedrooms. This house is wired. It's wired. It's wired. Except for the fact that we uh, had the phone company cut the line that goes to the house because <laughs> it was in the way of a tree. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, so that's enough, of, that's enough of our segment, uh, where do you put your phone? Uh, <laughs> Check back next time for... Where is it? Where the phone at? (laughs) (laughs) Follow the cord, of course. Uh, So we start off now by seeing the exterior of the house and talking about houses a little bit more. I looked at the exterior of the house and I was trying to figure out knowing the interior of the Cleaver's house, which obviously is on a soundstage. It didn't seem to make sense with the exterior shot that they were using. I agree. I often feel this when they're coming in and out of the side door for the garage as well. Huh. Like into the driveway through that little place to go to the garage. Well, if 
if I remember correctly, I feel it's like this establishing shot is a corner unit, but um, hold on one second. I have to field a quick text. Oh, okay. I was like, are you? Are we gonna cut this part out? Yeah. Making work for ourselves, or for you? Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, I'm just gonna do this to indicate they're coming back in. Nice. <laughs> right. So I feel like this establishing shot is maybe a corner unit. But when like we a corner see, lot, like a corner lot. OK. But uh, but when we go to other exterior shots, when like they are outside and they are doing stuff, it's it seems Neighbors. like a different location. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, continuity people uh, yeah in a way also it's like who cares what are they going to do just turn to one of the other two channels but uh, yeah it's like what this house doesn't make sense I'm so angry I'm going to change the channel click nothing's good on I'll click back uh, anyway we are now at the dining room table hey hey you know what else what else June's first look oh <gasps> June is wearing, get this, new attire. New attire alert. New attire. I feel like we have been 18 episodes in, a third of the way through season one, and it's been a lot of repeating, mixing, matching of the same thing. New mm-hmm. attire. She has a belted taffeta button-up window pane sheath dress with arm candy stud earrings a chain necklace with an upside down heart charm or a scarab i can't tell which one that'd be pretty cool if it was a scarab i know she's (laughs) so crazy i love her upside down heart would make the most sense but scarab is definitely a lot edgier uh by the way i just from fooling around on the internet found a um a paper, uh, paper doll of June Cleaver, and man, oh man, are the outfit choices really interesting. There is a scandalous one. Well, you have to have a base layer. That's true. But yeah. in, okay, so listeners, the base layer for June Cleaver is this like baby doll teddy that's bright like lipstick red it's in if oh, yeah. i'm thinking june would be wearing like a very muted blushy pink on the base layer undergarments but fire the, red this this Get decision it, this decision was en fuego to the max so yes. uh we'll put we'll actually uh put that on louisetobeaver.com for this episode love it we will. Yeah. Dining so they're at, they're at the dining room table and it I think that it's just shot at a different angle than they usually shoot it at, or like maybe Wally and Beaver are sitting in different places and it just like it looked a little different to me at first and it's like, oh no, it's just set up a little differently. Um so that kind of threw me for a second, but that's not important. Uh Ward asks uh, Wally and the Beaver, what they're going to be up to the next day, which is Saturday. And uh, they explain that they are going to go over to the auxiliary fire department and polish the fire engine, which is adorable and really adorable. fun. Adorable. And Ward is all uh, butthurt because 
they won't polish his car. And oh, yeah. uh, and the beef says something like, maybe if you buy a fire engine, we'd polish your fire engine. There's no maybe like, about it. He was like, buy a fire engine, we'll polish that all day <laughs> and all night. <laughs> uh, so June now casually mentions, by the way, make sure to bring lunch with you because we are going to a wedding tomorrow. And Louise, you and I talked about this before because we've already recorded this episode. <laughs> but like, and and I'd love to hear from people listening, but like if, so, if your parents were going to a wedding, you'd know about it more than yes. a day in advance. Yes, because they're going to have to get the outfits together. You're going to be... You know, should we leave the kids by themselves or should we get a sitter? I mean, right. I don't know. It's not that they need a sitter, I guess, but the beef's in what? First grade? Something like that. He might need a sitter. Well, I mean, it's 1958. That's true. Just send him outside. As we're about to find out in a few scenes, they become the sitters. That's right. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, you would hear about it more because I don't know not a whole lot's going on I guess and I don't know parents it seems like Ward goes to work and comes home from work and June is at the house a prisoner of her title the times yeah the times (laughs) so it would be like a big to do to go out right yeah well so anyway they mention that they're going to a wedding and then they uh mention whose wedding it is and it's the Clarkson's oldest daughter uh, whose name is Helen which we will get into later a little bit more Uh, and then like Wally gets all pervy like like kind of borderline pervy kind of opening up the door for like Ward to get pervy but uh, he's like yeah I figured she'd get married soon because you know the way she was sunbathing at the how the beach house in the summer or whatever it was oh yeah like the way she was sunbathing on the float on the float right and then the beeve says to june uh oh we're missing a part with ward but beeve says to june mom did they have floats back in your day as if she's like super old right but she's she her comment back to the beeve is no uh, something about being drug out of a cave and hit over the head. It was like well, Ward had said something to set that up, but I can't remember what. Yeah, it was kind of like, oh yeah, well I don't, I don't know what you could possibly be talking about there. And he like gets all shifty, uh, in response to Wally talking about uh, Helen being out on the float, and then uh, June kind of gives him this glare, and uh, yeah, she she mentions that. Uh, when she was younger, she met Ward when he, like, clubbed her over the head and dragged her out of the cave. Yeah, but he said that, right? And then she was being smarmy back? She didn't start there? We can go back and watch, but... We uh, we watched this episode so long ago. <laughs> yeah, now it's getting cloudy. Uh, <laughs> but... But that's yeah, not important. Then- What's important is that Ward gets, like, really sketchy about this this Helen teenage girl like she's probably only like 19 
you'd have to be because if it's the Clarkson's oldest daughter and the Clarkson's are like buds of theirs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm just reading my notes. Warden June mentioned something about being so old that he courted her by hitting her with a club in a cave. There you go. Uh, When Beaver asks if she's serious, Ward calls her a facetious female. Ugh. Gross. And then Wally's like, I guess we better drop it, right, Dad? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Wally, you're the best. Uh, So then they go to clean the dishes in the the kitchen. And... um, you feel like like June is really going to tear into Ward. Yeah. Oh, wait. Was this also the episode where June's like, if you put your dishes in the sink, we'll all have dessert in the living room? Right. Yeah. Th- and that then was we just... never get there? Yeah. That's like Chekhov's gun to me. If you tell me we're having dessert in the living room and then we never get there, that's not satisfying. Also, I mean, especially you eat the promise dinner of dessert. to get to dessert. <laughs> That is true. For for people like us, if dessert is like a, like possible in the foreseeable future, then you do what you have to do. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they go into the kitchen and Ward and June are talking. And, and June like very quickly kind of forgives Ward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they start talking about um, the people who are going to come and uh, drive them to the wedding. What was the name? The Wilsons? Yeah. Herb and Janet yeah. Wilson. They're going to pick them up and go to the wedding together. And uh, Ward starts talking about how Herb has been asking Ward for child-rearing tips. Uh, and, he's, and, of course, this makes Ward get all like, oh, well, you got to do this, this, and that. And my boys are this way and that way. And they're so great. And then he's like, then Ward says, like, there's just one problem that Herb has. He's got a girl. And Ugh. I hated that so much. Me too. Yeah. It was like so, some problem he'll never overcome. Ugh. Right. Yeah. And it's like, how does child rearing differ from one to the other. It does not. It does not. Oh, yeah, and June not. says something about, like, the how's their baby doing? And Ward's like, their baby is four years old. And she's like, oh, I just don't get out of my cave very often. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, anyway, so we go into the kitchen. The, the boys are doing the dishes. And this part, this part I liked because it has nothing to do with anything. And it's just like a, f- a funny family moment. And I feel like this is something that like my brothers and myself probably would have said when we were little kids and, and homework came- would come up. But Ward says that they should go do their homework so that they have all day Saturday and Sunday without having to worry about it. And Beaver's like, we don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it was so cute. So then June is like, well, why don't you go clean your bathroom? And they're just like, well, why do you, how do you know the bathroom needs to be cleaned? She's like, because you two are clean, so the bathroom must be dirty. And so, then the Beeb's like, it's so crazy how dirty things get when you're getting clean. <laughs> A keen He's observation. He's just so cute. Yeah. So um, 
The kids run off, and then June asks Ward what kind of girl he supposes Wally will marry. Um, left field. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're talking about weddings and stuff, whatever. Um, but this is uh, when I decided to look up Tony Dow's marital situation, because I know he's close He's close with his wife, go figure. No, he posts a lot of stuff on, you know, with uh, with his wife, and uh, they seem to have a very happy marriage. But first, he was married to a woman named Carol Marlowe. They got married in 1969. And keep in mind, that's only 11 years after this episode aired. So he was a baby still. Yeah. And um, they divorced in 1978, and then he married Lauren Shulkind in 1980, and she is a mosaic artist. Very cool. Yeah. So, and he is a an artist. He sculpts. So they have a um a little home studio together. Cute. Yeah, a bunch of cuties. Uh, so cute. So now we cut to the next morning, and the, the kids are downstairs morning. eating cookies adorably, and they're just like waiting for their parents to make their grand. You know, like walk down the staircase, all dressed up for a wedding. Um, and Louise, as you and I have talked about this, you and I could not give rats asses about, you know, what how my mom was wearing ever. Yeah, well, and I mean, your experience—we had different experiences, I, I think, in in a lot of different ways. But uh, you were and. Just before we started recording, you were telling your mom what to wear. It's true. Yeah. So, like, you were she's basically volunteering her at stylist. some holiday dinner, and she's like, "What can I wear? These weird, crazy things, or these weird, crazy things?" And I was like, uh, "Just festive. Come on." Yeah. It's the holidays. No one cares. That's it. Come on. Um, <laughs> so um, June walks downstairs, and uh, and do the Wally. Are like you look swell, and yeah, Wally says wow, and Beaver says she looks expensive. Now, Louise, why don't you tell us about June's second look? June's second look. Okay, I I just have to confess that this is my most favorite look that June has had thus far in the history of our podcast. It's a new look, and I really went down a crazy rabbit hole trying to figure out like what the pieces of this outfit were called because they're very distinct and I'm just going to get into it. It's a long sleeve, gathered busted shelf bodice, Dupiani silk T-length bell dress with a Juliet cap and veil, brocade envelope clutch, gloves, gold earrings, triple strand pearl bracelet, double strand of pearl necklace with a little embellishment. Louise, I am overwhelmed by your description. It's my favorite. <laughs> what kind of silk did you say it was? Uh, Dupioni. What is Dupioni? It's a very specific kind of silk okay. that uh, is a little bit uh, more structured than like a silk blouse that you would uh-huh. see regular folks wearing. It's just, it's like a little more structured and the sheen on it makes it look like it it should be multiple different colors in the way that like the light catches it so yes okay so i 
just okay so you and i are the ages that ward and june were then yeah right so uh, thinking about okay we don't know what ward's exact job is right he just works at a company he wears a suit to work hard to say what he does june doesn't work they have two children and a large house in i'd say probably a pretty affluent neighborhood yeah everybody's got like a cookie cutter house car the kids have bicycles like it's- yeah i just have to wonder like how did they afford i i i have such a hard time figuring that kind of thing out because like Ward seems to not be super crazy about his job. He's at home all the time. He's not yeah. like doing like work all the time from home. It it's just like one of those they just did they just pay a lot and everything was cheap. Or maybe June made the dress. You know, maybe I could she, see June making that dress for sure. It's like maybe, you know, she bought the fabric and the raw fabric was less expensive than the dress. And then, you know, she knew she was going to this wedding before the day before. So she had like weeks to. Here's another here's another theory. It's TV show and it's all make believe. There we go. I also (laughs) want to like point out it, which I don't think I did the last time we recorded. But like and I don't know how it works in your household. Uh huh. I am never the first one ready. Like, I could have 15 minutes to get ready, or I could have three hours to get ready. Chris is always ready before me. Always. It's a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's just a lot easier. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, how is June ready before Ward? Well, maybe Ward was upstairs on a phone call. Okay. At the top of the the stairs. You're right. You're right. You're right. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So the kids are just like completely dazzled by the way that um, that June looks. And then uh, Ward walks downstairs and he's and he's like, so, boys, how do I look? And I don't know. They're just like, wow, you look great, dad. And June's like, I think he looks beautiful. Oh and yeah! Wait, doesn't doesn't Beaver say something like, or Beaver or like I didn't know you could look that good. Yeah, dude wears and the I'm same like, thing to work every day. Every day. Yeah, he looked no different. He looked no different. It's like wow, on Saturdays you usually don't wear a suit. <laughs> Here you are. <laughs> like that's the only thing. So uh, the boys kind of like walk off, and June is like oh, I wonder where the Wilsons are. And sure enough, like a second later, the doorbell rings. And it's like, had you looked out the window, you would have seen them. You could have heard their car doors closing. Like they have certainly been out there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, they they walk in with their daughter, Puddin. And uh, they, because Ward was have been saying how wonderful and responsible uh his his sons are surely they could watch Puddin because her regular sitter fell through whatever she's so, also dressed in a way uh Puddin is Puddin. dressed in a way that 
you would put a little kid in to go to a wedding. Right. It's like they also had to sort of think she might not be welcome to stay. We might have to bring her with us because she's got like little Mary Jane saddle shoes or not, not yeah. Mary Jane's, but she's got saddle shoes and like a puffy like princess looking dress with puffy sleeves and a yeah anyway so uh because i certainly didn't wear that when i was four (laughs) yeah well ward and june are like oh i don't know and then they're just like well i guess she could come with us to the wedding hopefully she won't get car sick like she's been getting lately (sighs) and it's like a five hour drive to like the wedding or something like that so um ward's like oh no the boys will do it no problem you coward yep you coward and they were um, all excited to go to the firehouse i know yeah so like all right well my hubris is going to ruin my child my children's whole entire weekend so here we go and the wilsons like run out to the car and get a pen to put putting in because oh, she yeah. wanders she wanders that's right so this is when we should probably talk about the tale of two Helens. That's right. <laughs> so Who Puddin's, was lazy in the writer's room? Puddin's given name is Helen. And that and is Helen, also the name of the person getting married. What are the odds? Uh, by the way, I met a baby named Helen the other day. And nice. it was really special. <laughs> you don't meet a lot of babies named Helen these days. These days. No. So uh, Wally gets on the phone and he calls Pete to let him know that they won't be coming um, to polish the fire the fire engine. And and he's like, all right, well, we'll I, I promise we won't touch it until you guys are available. Uh, you know, like. Cute. Yeah, pretty cute. And it's like. If I was Pete, I'd be like, these sucker kids, they're going to polish this entire fire engine, whatever. They can come whenever they want. That's so, right. So, uh, yeah, so Puddin is in her pen, and she keeps on saying how she wants to see Mary Jane. Yep, and they ch- they start handing her things, like, maybe it's this doll, and she chucks it out of the pen, and they're, like, yeah. giving her uh, a baseball mitt, and she starts right. like sucking on it, and then she right. throws it, and the bee's like, "Hey, that's my good mitt." Right. Yeah. So um, then uh, June calls from the wedding to check right. in, and he's like, "Ward or Wally's like, everything's going great, but uh, we don't know who Mary Jane is." So she's like, "Oh, okay, hold on, let me ask Mrs. Wilson." Right. So, um, well, another thing to mention is that. Uh, she she says she's called to say that they should do a good job and not disappoint Ward. Yeah, yeah. She, she's not, not doing a good them. job because there's a tiny life in your hands, but and don't not like, disappoint your father. And not like, hey guys, I'm so sorry about this. Like first yeah. I promised dessert and didn't give it to you, and now you're all excited to go like help out at the auxiliary fire department and you have to stay home and like watch a kid. I really don't know how to thank you for this. Like, that's what that conversation should have been. Yeah. So anyway, she goes to find Janet Wilson to find out what Mary Jane is. And Janet is like, 
mid-conversation and she's just like, there's nothing I love more than a wedding and blah, 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 blah. Like totally I want to know if that up. was scripted or if she just improved it. That sounds like an improv to me. Oh, I love like it. Like a really bad one. Yes. Um, yeah, so... Uh, and Janet, she was played by a woman named Shirley Mitchell, and uh, she played Maybelle Jennings on Petticoat Junction. So uh, for all you Petticoat Junction heads out there, <laughs> look no further for your uh, Maybelle. She's uh, hanging in Mayfield. So, um, and then it turns out that Mary Jane means going to the bathroom. Yeah, I thought that this was going to be one of those, like, shows for kids, but with some adult jokes, and they're like, oh, Mary Jane, ah, oh, Mary Jane. But uh, we, I think, decided last time the show preceded that term, and maybe I don't know. it wasn't the kind of show that maybe would do that kind of double entendre. <laughs> right, uh, so. But they take her up to the bathroom. Yeah, uh, another thing is like, all right, so I've got a little kid, and I'm not a fan, nor is my partner, of the word potty. And it's just like, call things what they are, you know? Yeah. And at her daycare, they call it potty, so it's kind of like, all right, you know what? We're not going to make a thing of it. When we're at home, we'll call it a toilet or the bathroom or whatever and she'll know it as a couple of things but like to call something Mary Jane that's bananas yeah it's not even like you know I don't know walrus cuddle which could be water closet or you know it doesn't, <laughs> Mary Jane what is that even walrus yeah. cuddle I like it I don't know I was just looking for a WC I know and you did a great job Thank you. Uh, so, also, she's four. Don't you think somebody should have helped her? At four, not necessarily. Okay. Also, like in 1958, I feel like four-year-olds are more like modern-day six-year-olds. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, Beaver and Wally are responsible for a, a life. So yeah. There you have it. So my other question was, why did they bring her upstairs to go to their bathroom? Does their house not have a bathroom on the main level? Mine doesn't. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, then never mind. <laughs> uh, that said, this is a make-believe house, and there could right. be one, but that wouldn't serve the story. That's right. Also, the boys yeah. are just more comfortable in their own bathrooms. Yeah, they've never been in another bathroom before. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're at the wedding, and June checks in with Ward, and Ward says something that makes me so angry. He says, well, Wally and Beaver have enough of me in them to take care of something if it comes up. Ugh. Come on, man. Ugh is right. Ugh, uh, this guy. Oh! Yeah. We never what? did Ward's World. We'll do that at the end. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, we're back at home, and uh, Puddin has now locked herself in the bathroom and is, like, squeezing toothpaste on the doorknob, and yeah. she's throwing stuff in the tub. She's throwing glass bottles. Oh, and yeah. 
And the Beef and Wally are waiting outside the bathroom and saying like, that sounds like my hair tonic. Yeah, and Beaver goes, that sounded like my goldfish bowl. So, yeah, it, yeah, like, I just love the idea of maybe her, like, opening up a cabinet and a bunch of, like, alligators pour out. Yeah, I also like the idea that, like, Wally knows the difference between what his hair tonic being thrown sounds like versus, like, his, I don't know, deodorant shave cream i don't know he's well, too young for that i don't know yeah but also i feel like it made more sense for even for him to say like you know that smells like my hair tonic yes how is she not like dying from the fumes in there yeah right yeah because that stuff certainly is toxic yes like without a doubt so uh we're back There's in the also bathroom a shot in the bathtub not only is it toxic, but it looks like tar. <laughs> tar? From, like, the broken glass in the tub. It's, like, black. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't oh, notice yeah. that. Um, so we're back in the bathroom, and uh, Puddin' is putting is, is putting is putting slippers into, like, a full overflowing sink. And she, like, is putting jars in there. You know, it's just, like, crazy. And uh, then we Shoe go boats. outside. What's up? Shoe boats, Sh- little shoe She's boats like made of slippers, floating things. Yeah, with also jars. if it's overflowing on the floor, how is it not wrecking what is on the level below or pouring out of the bottom of the door? Yes. Yeah. So they, uh, the boys are outside, and you see them bring a ladder around, and they say that they can't show their father how irresponsible they are. Which is a funny thing. It's just like, we know we're irresponsible, but we can't let anybody find out. No. So Wally climbs up the ladder to the little, like, awning above the front door. Yes, and when he's at the top and on the roof, he's, like, cool as a cucumber. As if, like, hey, they're on the roof all the time. He just, like, crawls right up, gets, like, standing up there. He's not, like, you know, hugging the side of the house or, like, nervous. And he's just, like, waltzing up there, like, been up there a million times. This is Wally Cleaver we're talking about. That's this right. kid knows his way around a roof. Uh, so he peeks in through the window. We see that the sink is overflowing. Beaver climbs up and tries to squeeze through. the. They can only open the window a certain amount. Beaver tries to squeeze through. And then he threatens her. Oh, I think he he's does. just like, if you don't open up the door, I'm going to go and slap you or something like that. Um and she's like, no, I think if I open it, you will do that. Yeah. Uh, so then she's just like drawing on the mirror with toothpaste. Uh, although I did notice that while she's doing that, the sink is off and completely empty. So okay. However, that happened. And um, then all of the sudden, from out of nowhere, we Yay. hear, what you doing, fellas? <laughs> and it's. Benji! It's a introducing Benji, this weird little kid eating a candy bar. Oh, I love uh, him. Now, this is a, you know, you show a gun in the first act, you know, someone's going to get shot. Uh, there you go. In this circumstance, the candy bar is the gun. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, it's the dessert and the child. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is everything. So, uh, Benji's been there for a while. Uh, he's, he's seen like, enough. What are you guys doing? I've been watching you for a while. Yeah. He's so cute. So, 
clearly he's small enough to fit through the crack of the window and this is the this is the exchange wally goes benji can you turn a lock and benji goes of course i can i go to kindergarten cute uh didn't know they teach you how to uh work locks in kindergarten but that is besides the point so of course he gets up there and slips through just fine and he goes to open up the door to the bathroom and wah wah it falls off yep and then he's like i'm scared right now he's like terrified and puddin's terrified and then of course june calls because janet wants to talk to puddin yep so wally's like uh and pushes the phone at the beeve and he's like like a doll would make like a fake yeah. doll and he's like wally's good and the beaver's good yeah and he says I'm good yeah, goodbye I'm mrs wilson i'm fine wally's fine beaver's fine goodbye mrs wilson and she was totally fooled she was charmed uh, by it just charmed. yeah now we should also mention that janet wilson thinks she's drunk oh my god that's yeah. right yeah, so she, uh, at, I've, earlier, I guess, uh, is having punch, and she's like, whatever's in this punch is making me crazy. And they're it's just like... straight to my head. Yeah, they're just like, there's nothing in this punch. It is juice. Yep. So, um, yeah. Uh, like which, awesome also, by wedding. the way, yeah, dry wedding. Boo. Boo hiss. Boo. <laughs> so, uh, now we go Maybe back to Maybe Helen the- Clarkson got a bun in the oven and it's a shotgun wedding and it's dry because she can't drink dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the episode that you didn't see yeah totally oh my god i'd love to see that um so now we're back to the scene that we saw earlier where beaver and wally call uh pete at the auxiliary fire department and ask y'all get cats out of trees uh-huh hmm does that mean you can get a kid out of a bathroom Cut to. <laughs> so now we know who the two kids are that are locked in a bathroom that needs yep. saving. A fire and engine comes blaring through town. Yeah. It's this was a really cool shot, too. Exciting. It is so exciting. And the shot starts where you're looking at the front of the fire engine approach the camera, and then it, like, swivels around, and then the yeah. fire engine drives away. Oh, it's people a slick are hanging shot. off the back of the truck. Cool. Oh, yeah. It's like the cool like very first movie of the um, the the fire the I'm sorry the train like barreling towards the camera. Oh, like the general, Buster Keaton. Right, but like the very first movie is just like a train coming towards oh. the camera. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we see Pete and a bunch of much younger men, <laughs> much younger firefighters, uh, get the kids down just fine. Yep. And um, yeah, uh, the and kids go to the going into the house and taking the door off the hinges. The firemen right. too climb up the r- the ladder and oh, like yeah. open the window. Right, totally. Oh, something we forgot to mention earlier. And they have their own ladder. Like, yeah, the cleaver ladder is just like in the yard, and they have like another ladder. Yeah, step aside normal pedestrian ladder uh <laughs> we what we forgot to mention earlier is that when the 
kids are all scared. Beaver eats Benji's candy bar. He's That's like, well, right. he's not going to need this. Um, so the uh, so Wally and the Beaver, if I remember correctly, they request that Pete like not tell anybody about this, you know, because they don't yeah. want their parents to find out. And, and then like, I think Wally says, like, what do we owe you? Oh, right. What do we and owe you? And he's like, uh, we'll just call it, chalk it up to be in a fire drill or something. And oh, I'm like, yeah. A ladder drill owe or you? something. You don't pay firemen. They just come to your house. That's what taxes are for. Yeah. I don't know. So um, now we, uh, the fire department leaves. And, then, and they're all uh, like waving in the front yard like, Of Bye. course. Yeah, and then Beaver just, like, turns to Benji and tells him to beat it. And he's, like, such a jerk to him. So jerky. Yeah, and, uh, of course, Benji wants his candy bar back. Too late. Too Uh, late. Put in wants Mary Jane. And then, yeah, Wally and Beaver just, like, being jerks to Benji. And it's, like, totally not cool. Cut to, I guess, that later that night. And we're back at the dinner table. Everybody's back here. June's third look which is a repeat from season one episode two look four it is a short sleeve belted polka dot button up shirt dress arm candy earrings a chain necklace with a charm and later on after dinner she adds a striped apron huh okay so uh June says that Mrs. Wilson called and Wally voice crackingly asks what did she want (laughs) <laughs> and turns out that she wants them to babysit again. Uh, and the Beeves like, do they have bathrooms at the Wilsons? Oh, yeah. And Ward's like, yeah, I guess they do. And he's like, do those bathrooms have locks? And he's like, I, generally. Right. Yeah. So um, they just kind of like leave. And uh, Ward laughs. And then he tells June... He's like, oh, you know, I heard there was a fire engine parked out front earlier. Then he's like, he figured it all out. And, but that to him was like, oh, looks like they are responsible. Which, yeah, they are. Yeah. No thanks to you. June and Ward are having a conversation like, would you have been able to call the fire department at their age? And they're both like, no, we would have not been able to handle that. And these kids like, call the fire department on the reg for fun every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there was speed dial, then it would have been number one, like yep. without a doubt. Um, or a redial button because that's the only people that they call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, now we're up in the bathroom, which looks totally fine. No yeah. broken glass, no water that was damage. Cleaned up real nice. Everything's fine. So uh, Beaver is wearing a tiny little adorable bathrobe, and he asks Wally if they should tell their parents what happened. And Wally's like, "I think they already know." Yeah, they're on they... to us, but it's totally yeah. fine. He says, "When they don't know, they yell at us and try to find out. But sometimes when they know, they just keep quiet, yeah. and they're and." Like, Beaver's like, well, how come they're being quiet? And he's like, they're quiet because everything turned out all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'd think that that'd be the end of the episode, but there's still one more scene. 
and they're in the living room and Ward acknowledges that he knows what happened but he like doesn't give them praise yeah it's it's weird he said like something about like back in my day if if my parents would have addressed it I would have known everything was okay but it's better to you know keep them in the dark on this yeah, it was just a weird exchange it was like well it, yeah and then you the could episode just say ends. like good job yeah I know it's like if I found out I mean granted my kid is like one and a half but like in the future if I found out that she did something that was worthy of praise heroic you better believe I'd say something I'd be like, hey, that must have been really hard for you, and I really appreciate everything that you did, and you you did all the right things, and, you know, couldn't be more proud. Yeah. It's like, you know, this episode could have been very different if Benji and Puddin got locked in the bathroom, and then Wally and the Beef were like, cool, let's go polish the fire engine. Yeah, right? And just <laughs> left them. Yeah, Benji, you did. got this, right? Gosh. You're yeah. one year older than she is. Yeah. But also shorter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, now let's do Ward's World. Ward's World. Check so it this out. Is, okay. <laughs> this My is Ward's our segment. World. Well, this is our segment where we talk about uh, what the synopsis of the episode would be if it was actually just a, a show about Ward, because that's what Hugh Beaumont thinks this show is about, is Ward. Yes. And so, the writers. Everybody, yeah, they treat it like it's all about Ward, even though Ward is the worst character on the show. It's true. Uh, so my Ward's world was Ward's constant bragging about his boys ends up forcing them to forfeit their Saturday so the adults can enjoy a hot chick's wedding. The kids handle some chaos without calling their parents for advice, and everything is awesome, just like he knew it would be. <laughs> oh, man, this guy. He makes me so mad. Mine is Ward is proven right when his friends trust their daughter with Ward's sons, whom he has raised perfectly. Blah. Short. Yep. <laughs> Ward is the worst. Ward is the worst. Um, Louise, how many G gollies do you give this episode? All right. It's gotten on the reel now. I gave this episode. Four G gollies. It was pretty enjoyable. I love a good guest star. And we got three, four, five. Wait, put in Benji, plenty. Pete, the Wilsons. The yeah, Wilsons. I mean, love that. And Ward's, or Ward, June's clothing was on point. So four G gollies. And why not five? I was going back and looking at some of my favorite five-star episodes, uh, such as Captain Jack and Brotherly Love and Voodoo Magic, and I just, there was no... Voodoo Magic was so good. Like, instrumental, like, as scenes were going on, so, like, that wasn't in there. I also didn't like the weird caveman jokes, uh... Like, just certain things, like Ward being a creeper. Uh, the boys were mean to Benji. Just, like, little, little bits, little bits knocked it down from 5G gollies to me. So, four. Really respectable. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to give it more like three and a half, but my gut really does say four. Uh, it is an enjoyable episode. Um, ultimately, the boys are very heroic and smart, and they do all the right things. And <laughs> I just covered a sneeze. <laughs> you, you like walked across the room, <laughs> away from the microphone to sneeze. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the boys do all the right things. Yes, we do meet really interesting new characters. I will say, th- the excitement of Benji wore off really quickly. Did it? Because he got really annoying. Oh, interesting. I, I really liked great. him. I liked him at first, but then when he like got scared and like stopped being helpful, it was like, ugh, well, oh, wrong. see, I hated Puddin from the moment she was on screen. Oh, me too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I. Uh, what else was there? There was something else that really ticked me. Well, I mean, all the misogyny in this episode is just yes. awful. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like this episode really hinges on... I mean, the main theme is responsibility. Like, Puddin's parents are wildly irresponsible. They're off getting not drunk at a wedding <laughs> while their yeah. kid is in the hands of, like, children. Yep. I, I don't know. Um, you know what? Yeah, you know, I'm going to stick with my original thought. Three and a half stars. Three and a half gigalis. Stars. What is this? Stars. Come on. What is this? A okay. podcast about star search? Come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, three and a half. I, I I really enjoy all the fire department stuff, but I wish that there was more. Um, I don't know. Wally just continues to be the best person on the planet. I agree. June is fierce. Love her. She's fierce, but I wish that she would stand up for herself a little bit more. I know it's tough, but like... I mean, I think for the times, though. Isn't she times, super yes. progressive for the times? I believe so. I mean, she's she's smart and she's classy, and, yeah. but like she lets Ward off the hook way too easily. She does. You're right. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's our next uh, time. That's our episode. Yeah. What's the next episode called? The bank account. Oh man, interesting. I know. All right. Well, until then, thank you all so much for listening. And check out louisatobeaver.com for screen grabs and that paper doll thing we were talking about earlier and just some more fun. Cool, cool. Have a G-Galley swell day.